In this video with Alison Armstrong, you will discover, are you dating a narcissist? Hi, I'm Antje Boyd, founder and creator of the Magnetize Your Man Method. And look, if you're new to my channel, don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe so you get notified for more juicy videos coming your way. So let's go ahead and dive right in. So one of the ways that we diminish our own ability to produce results and other people's ability to produce results is through what technically would be called objectification. So we reduce a beautiful, fluid, growing, transforming, evolving, mental, physical, emotional, spherical being, right? Um, if you believe it, eternal being, uh, we reduce it to just a thing. Just a, just a thing, and, and, and we reduce it to a thing because it makes it feel, us feel like we're in control. And we'll do it to ourselves. Like, like my voice in my head, um, its favorite way of objectifying me, it says, you know, Allison, you're such an idiot. I can't believe you just figured that out now. That this should have been obvious years ago, decades ago, months ago, right? I hear this all the time because I'll have these big realizations and make these huge connections. Like I'm, you know, doing this thing now and hope and hopelessness and all these connections are going off. Oh, you're such an idiot. You're such an idiot. You should have seen that before. You should have thought that before. Um, or it calls me something much worse. Everybody has a much worse thing that it calls me. And it has a thing that it says to other people. You know, when somebody doesn't behave the way I think they should, it'll just call them a name. And so it'll take this multidimensional complex being and just reduce them. Jerk. Right? What a jerk. Um, or much worse. So it's a, it's a human thing. Objectifying is human. It's a way that we regain a feeling of control. It's an illusion. It's false. We're actually less effective when we label something, we become less effective because now we filter everything through the label. We're not present. Um, our brains have to filter and they're gonna filter to validate the label. And so we may actually not even see the person anymore. And we've all been on the other side of this, right? We've all been on the other side of, we can't even feel like we can get seen. It doesn't matter how different we are. We're being treated like we were, three months ago, three years ago, three decades ago, right? Three lifetimes ago, like, gosh, they don't even see me, right? So we've all been on both sides of it. And I've followed, right, years ago, 30 years ago, men were pigs. That's what they were, they were pigs. In 1991, men, men were pigs. And they were commitment phobic. Pigs, commitment phobic, workaholics. Then they evolved into <laughs> um, emotionally unavailable um, Peter Pan's <laughs> commitment phobic, right? So they evolved into that. And then, uh, and then they evolved into sociopaths. That was, that, was, that was one that became a favorite with some. Emotionally unavailable commitment. <laughs> I mean, it, it just like stacks up, right? Depending on what people are, are talk about, talking about non-committal, the whole thing. Um, and, and then about 
four years ago, so about the same time as we put understanding men online 24 7, 15 hours of videos that people can watch, right? And then understanding women with 11 hours of videos. And about the same time we did that and started private Facebook groups for our students to communicate with each other, um, that's a narcissistic show. And he's a narcissist. And how does this apply to a narcissist? And what do I do about a narcissist? And my ex-husband was a narcissist. And my father's a narcissist. And and then, you know, now it's gotten to women being described as narcissists as well. You know, and my mother was a narcissist. And my sister is a narcissist. And no, 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 no. My ex-wife is a narcissist. And my daughter, oh, I don't know what to do. She's a narcissist. So I... I went to the internet and I looked up narcissism and I read the articles by psychologists describing what is narcissism. And, and like many labels within the medical profession and therapeutic profession, by their own declaration, narcissism is a is a name for, is a label for a set of symptoms, right? It's like the autism spectrum, a set of behaviors, set of characteristics, a set of systems, um, syndromes, anything called a syndrome, right? Is a set of things. And as I read through the description of narcissistic behavior, and I'm not exaggerating at all, I'm not minimizing, I'm just telling you straight out. Every single thing on the list could, from my work of 30 years, be pointed to a man or a woman responding to the perception of a threat. And human beings, everybody does. Everybody responds to a perception of a threat with fight, flight, or freeze. So it doesn't matter if it's the deer crossing my line, my lawn, who their reaction is freeze and then flight, right? First they freeze and then they <laughs> and then they jump in front of a car, right? Um, or run from whatever's going on. Well, narcissistic behavior is. It's the word that's used to describe people whose perception of a threat is a fight response, mm. not a freeze response, which is often invisible, not a flight response, which they go away with the trouble. People who have a fight response and won't take a no for an answer, blow up hugely at being turned down, being excluded, being, I mean, like you, you like just go down the list. It's a man or woman in fight mode. They perceived a threat and they're in fight mode. Or, and this is something that people don't understand, it's the perception of a threat or opportunity. Because from the point of view of instinct, an opportunity, which seems good, like, oh, look at all those deer, right? We should catch them. A second later, what if we can't catch them? What if we waste energy and then we end up dying because we wasted energy chasing, right? Chasing deer we couldn't catch, right? An attractive man or attractive woman. Ooh, ooh, opportunity. <gasps> what if I'm not good enough? Right? Boom, boom. Opportunity threat. It happens in a second. So the perception of a threat or an opportunity, if someone's reaction is to fight it or fight for it, 
narcissistic behavior. So really people who get described as narcissists from my point of view are men and women who live in fear. They live in fear and they live in fight. And unfortunately, emasculation <laughs> of both men and women, diminishing our ability to produce results, that's a threat. <laughs> that's a threat. And some people are going to have a fight response. And if they do it enough, they'll get called a narcissist. And I'm not saying there's no such thing as a narcissist. I have someone in my life involuntarily who I would just, who fits all the descriptions, right? And so lives so much in fear. She's an enemy in every person that all my kindness, all my compassion, all my healerness, all my knowing how to support someone in feeling safe to be non-threatening to like everything I know, what I've mastered over 30 years, he's untouchable. He's untouchable. He's can't even see me. Can't see me. Can't feel me. He's, he has attacked from the first moment, the first moment. And okay. <laughs> you know, um, he just has to stay away from me. People don't get to attack me. Mm -hmm. No, you, you, you have to go away. <laughs> the attack is not acceptable. And he, he attacked me, he attacked my integrity, attacked my work, right? Like boom, 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 in short order. No, you, ha you have to stay away from me. Don't come anywhere near me. And uh, so I'm not saying, just to be really clear, Understanding where it comes from, you can be empowered. It does not mean you should put up with it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you should put up with it. But labeling it isn't going to help. It might make you feel better for a little while. But if you're not investigating and figuring out how to empower yourself to interact. Um, I have someone in my dear in my life who has a narcissist in their life. That they call a narcissist, and I've been talking to them about, you know, okay, well, what if she's just terrified most of the time? And, and her response to terror is to fight. And so I've been coaching them to present things differently and speak differently, text differently, get out ahead of things, not feed the fear, just certainty, 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 certainty. And got a report back recently. I got a nice text. <laughs> like, what? What? Like, well, not maybe not nice, but there was no attack. There was actually an exchange of information that was reasonable and without any attack. And like, okay, awesome. Uh, so I just, it's just a different point of view. Um, if, Everyone thinks men are commitment phobic. They, they like because he won't come into this, he won't come into that. He won't. Men are commitment oriented. They're they are they're compelled to commit. In fact, they find peace in commitment. They find freedom in commitment. You know, we 
ask so many men, what's the difference between being married and being free? Number one answer, there's no difference. (laughs) (laughs) Being married is free. And then they would list all the things that they are free from by being married. And it's just, if we got to get curious, right? If women want to do like, what's the number one most important thing? Question your assumptions and then get curious about what might the real story be. And that's all that happened to me 30 years ago. So the the biggest thing that happened, and honest, and you know this from having been in our workshop back in 2009, I thought it would take a yeah, two or three months to learn everything there was worth knowing about men because they were obviously shallow. And <laughs> I questioned if they had souls. I knew they didn't have any feelings, so you couldn't hurt them. So it didn't matter what you said or did to them. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, for those of your listeners who read The Queen's Code who are do, who are do read The Queen's Code, I was very much a blend of Kimberly and Melissa. And, uh, and bitter and angry and pissed and hand over your balls. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've gone a long way. 